Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't showing no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish it could Right, you know what time it is Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast Dane here with Wags Wags Week 18 Which is the first time I've ever said that at the end of a football season, that extra game, first time in its existence. Uh, The Packers playing mostly meaningless game against the Detroit Lions because last week, of course, we all know we wrapped up the number one seed. Um, But let's break this down a bit. Uh, Maybe not the game as much today as I think, um, you know, some of the strategy behind what we're doing here in week 18. Uh, Maybe some guys who are going to pop wags. There's always plenty of space to talk about Green Bay Packer football. So how are you feeling going into this game? Kind of a pressureless game, so to speak, from a win-loss column perspective. But um, anytime we're putting Aaron out there, uh, Devontae and some of these others, um, you know, there's risk involved. So how are you feeling coming into this game? And let's just crack right into this thing. Well, it's basically a preseason game, but as you said, the only difference is playoffs is right around the corner, and how long are these important guys going to be out there? And anytime you're playing football, there's risk of injury. So injuries could have happened last week. Were we not supposed to play anyone because we had playoffs locked up? No, you've still got a lot to play for. Uh, So I know that everyone involved is putting on uh, a a brave face and saying they're going to Detroit to try to win. But the reality is uh, the first priority is just to keep these guys sharp, potentially getting a couple key guys back from injury that we've been talking about for a long, long time. And uh, of course, keeping everyone healthy. Uh, So I think we're going to get a good dose of a number of backup players, um, whether, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Devontae and and Aaron Jones play more than a series or two. We'll see. I would be pretty surprised if they're out there later than the first or early second quarter. Um, I guess um, Coach LaFleur will have to make that call. He says there's not a specific plan. I I don't agree. I'm sure there's a plan. He's just not going to tip his hand. So don't read too much into that either. But Dane, it's, it's anticipation. Um, it's nice that this game doesn't really matter. Um, we put ourselves in this position, the players and the coaching staff and the team has earned the opportunity to get a decreased workload. And um, essentially for all intents and purposes, while it's not a true buy, they're going to essentially get a buy uh, in game. So kind of cool uh, that uh, we're going to get to see some other guys out there as well. Yeah. Um, so Wags, I mean, fill me in here. Do you think Aaron and Devante play more than a series or two? I've got my fantasy football playoff livelihood riding on both Aaron and Devante this year. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, I don't I see them playing. I think that the floor was, is right to do what they're doing here. Uh, I want to be very clear. I like it. I think he kind of read the room a little bit, Devontae and Aaron, right after the game, saying they were planning on playing some of the game. I think he's kind of gone around, talked with some of the veterans here, got a sense of like what their comfort level was, how they wanted to approach it as well. Uh, that's a sense that I've gotten from some of LaFleur's comments. And then they made an informed decision and decided, okay, we're going to do this. 
I don't see them playing more than two or three series, uh, me personally. Uh, I don't see them uh, certainly past halftime, but Wags, I'd be surprised if we see them pass like maybe a series in the second quarter. Then I think it's Jordan Love time. I think we're going to see some of the younger wide receivers. I think we might get a heavy dose of Patrick Taylor at running back even uh, in the second half. So kind of curious, do you see that as uh, the breakdown or do you see them really playing a full half or potentially even more than that? No, I agree with kind of where you have it. You know, there's a couple of things here. I'm sure one, our offense in particular has been slow starting. We've been talking about this all year. They were able to get a field goal in their first series last week, but I think there's a sense of urgency there. Let's go out in our first offensive series and score a touchdown. So to me, the coaching staff, they're going to have, you know, shorter term milestones for this team and this starting group this week. And if they hit those milestones, that's going to determine, I think the number of series they play uh, is kind of how it shakes out. Now, if they have three crappy series, uh, they're still probably going to get pulled out either way, but I'm sure it's sort of like, okay, if we're crisp and we have a really good first series, maybe they run them out there for one more series. And then that's that let's call it a day. Uh, if they have another frustratingly slow start, uh, maybe it's a little bit of punishment and they get three or four series instead of two or three. So, uh, you know, I, I, I know we're saying this taunting in cheek and these decisions aren't being made as like, oh, you know, we're trying to punish the players. Uh, but uh, in a way, they are going to want to see certain performance indicators just to sh- make sure that the goal is to keep the team sharp, motivated, hungry. Uh, and that we're not having a lapse. And uh, for that reason, I think that's why they're trying to do what they're doing. Dean, honestly, I know we talked a little bit about this in our Packer chat offline here. Uh, I would have been totally fine if they sat our regular, our main starters this week. I think they've earned a buy. I don't really think it makes that much of a difference. It looks better on paper because if they come out slow in that divisional game, everybody's going to be stuck in guessing this. Whereas if you just play a series or two, the reality is, is while there's some risk of injury, you're really mitigating that quite a bit. Uh, And there's ways that you can not completely eliminate potential injury from happening because you still have to play football, but there's things that they can do to put guys in certain positions that, are not going to uh, put them at as high of a risk. Let's just put it that way. So this isn't, you know, fourth quarter down three, need a first down to keep your season from ending type football that they're going to be playing on Sunday. Um, The last thing I guess I would just to turn it over to you. Do you think any of this has to do with the fact that now we've learned since those post-game comments that they're circling this as a potential return game? for David Bakhtiari, for Randall Cobb, maybe even Josh Myers, uh, who's a little bit of a surprise that was added to, uh, that's been practicing this week. Um, Jair Alexander, if he comes off a COVID list tomorrow, I think we probably will see that. This seems like a game they've got circled for him to come back. So is it as much about kind of having those guys get onto the field together to at least get some symmetry before this playoff run 
Wags, um, so anybody who's listening on I, I, Apple Podcasts or otherwise, I'm grinning ear to ear <laughs> as you're listing all of these very, very talented Green Bay Packers that have the potential of coming back this week. And I think you kind of are hitting the nail on the head, to be honest with you. Uh, it feels like we are, it, it feels very close, like we're getting some of these guys back this week and that they're going to use this as a bit of a dress rehearsal to make sure that some of these guys are just getting some timing, getting on the same page. Now, are we getting them all back? I don't think we're getting them all back, but I think that we're going to see a fair number of them coming back this week. I think Randall Cobb is going to be back this week. I, I think Myers probably gets back this week uh, in some shape or form as well. Bakhtiari, we'll see, didn't practice today, practiced Wednesday. It sounds like that was part of the plan, according to the coaching staff. He's uh, scheduled to practice again tomorrow. I think one of the biggest indicators we've gotten of a positive from uh, on the Bakhtiari front was LaFleur raving about how good his Wednesday practice was. I think that might be an indicator. He goes Friday. I have a feeling he might play some snaps then on Sunday as well. I think Jair's coming back. Coach Gray, the DB's coach, was talking about the, the mental issue of um, just playing fast, knowing that your shoulder's going to be okay. He was talking more in those terms uh, at this point, not about talking about like an injury risk. I think it was more of like the the mental, just making sure he's playing fast, not worrying about the injury um, and, to, you know, making sure Jair plays at that speed. When you start talking in those terms about these players, I don't know about you, but it sure feels like, okay, uh, there's some real chance that these guys are going to get back out on the field. And this is the time to get them back out as far as I'm concerned. I don't need them getting their first reps, David Bakhtiari in a year, Jair Alexander in what, 12, 13 weeks uh, to be uh, in the uh, second round of a playoff game, right? It's just, that doesn't seem like the best time to do it against a Detroit Lions team that has nothing to play for either. Uh, for a completely different reason than the Packers. It seems like a good time to really tune it up. Uh, you're going to get good looks from probably young players that the Lions are going to be trying to, you know, see what they've got for next year. So, you know, you, they're going to be getting kind of their best shot, but just lesser talent. It's a good week to get these guys mixed in. And if you're doing that, uh, with all due respect to Jordan Love, you probably want to have Aaron Rodgers in there with David Bakhtiari. You're going to probably want to have Aaron Rodgers with with Randall Cobb, right? You're going to want to have some of the starters around Jair Alexander just to mix and match and get a feel for where we're at. So long and short of it is I couldn't agree with you more, Wags, and I think that it's very encouraging uh, where we're at right now because it's not every day that a team that's going to the playoffs is getting some uh, all-pro talent potentially back on both sides of the ball just in time for the stretch run. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with a Josh Myers, for example. Is he going to get an opportunity to earn his starting spot back or is Lucas Patrick entrenched there? You and I have both talked about, we think, let's not mess with the good thing. Lucas yes. Patrick's been playing good football. Let's just ride this out. Uh, Josh Myers is a rookie got a bright future ahead of him as far as we're both concerned yeah no uh, disrespect he, to josh right? yeah Sorry no not at all but it, it but, still helps this team yeah. if he's back even if he's not on the field our depth is so much better um even if he's not playing and, and he's a good player so uh, that way if something someone happens something happens not only to Lucas Patrick, but uh, uh, to either of our starting young guards, uh, Lucas Patrick maybe slides over right away to guard. And we've got Josh Myers, our starting center that can come right into the football game. So um, don't kid yourselves. That could, 
play a part at some point in a in a playoff run. So um, even if he just gets some reps with the second team uh, in Sunday's matchup, that could be significant for a guy like him. Uh, Billy Turner doesn't look like he's going to play. He's on the COVID list still. So even if he's cleared tomorrow, he hadn't been practicing at all the last few weeks. Um, so we don't really have a good read on him. But the fact that he hadn't practiced in a few weeks, even if he's cleared and we're able to get a limited practice in tomorrow, I would say it's probably unlikely that he would be ramped up and ready to go by Sunday, even if it's just for a couple of series. But perhaps they can, with a shorter workload, um, get him up and running, knowing that they don't need to get 65, 70 snaps out of him uh, on Sunday's game. So nothing's really going to surprise me at this point. And uh, Dane, I got to tell you, in addition to locking up the number one seed, then on Monday to, you know, see the press conference from Coach LaFleur and he's talking about all these guys coming back to practice with this week, that couldn't have made me happier. Like you said, you were smiling ear to ear earlier. It was just a week ago, we were reading between the lines and wondering, are any of these guys actually ever going to come back? There's not a lot of time. And it does feel like the coaching staff, not surprisingly, would be very aware that there's some urgency here. We got to get these guys on the field sooner rather than later. If they can, I mean, um, there's some conservativeness of the the Packers medical staff, uh, but then there's also the football reality. So I think they need to balance that, recognize that, you know, what the situation is and and try to make the best decision, both for those players and for the team as a whole. Wags, uh, think about how privileged we are talking about this Packers offensive line where we're like, oh, you know that awesome second second round center that we drafted this year who was playing lights out before he got injured? Uh, let's not mess with a good thing. Lucas Patrick is playing so well. Oh, Billy Turner, he's pretty banged up. Uh, is he able to come back? Well, Dennis Kelly's been playing fantastic football. Oh, and Yash Nyman on the left side has been playing lights out as well, by the way, so we're okay there. I mean, you know, everywhere you look on this team, we've seen guys just step up at every position group, it seems like. Um, and, and one of my favorite things that I've been reading this week is, what do you do with Eric Stokes and Razul Douglas when Jair Alexander comes back? What do you do with the slot? Wags, you coined Packer people problems. This is the epitome of that when we're talking about, oh, we've got too many good cornerbacks going into the playoffs. Whatever shall we do? It's very, very exciting to see um, you know, this potentially take shape um, at the most critical time in the season to get these guys back. And I just put that in the chat. So if anybody has any Packer people problems uh, that uh, they feel we have, please share with us and we'll get to them throughout the show um, as we are streaming on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter channels. So Dane, I, I think it is fascinating to, to think about um, these developments. So Awesome news, not under the radar on Randall Cobb. It seems like we were thinking that would be an eight-plus-week mm-hmm. type recovery from surgery, and here we are um, five and a half weeks later, and it looks like he may be able to go on Sunday, get a little bit of work, and then uh, he'll have a bye in two weeks to get ready for the playoffs. Um, on that offensive line, just kind of big picture here, Interested to hear what you think, uh, pending Billy Turner, uh, yeah. when or if he's able to return. If David Bakhtiari plays Sunday 
and it looks like he's geared up and ready to go full workload uh, at left tackle uh, for that divisional game. If for some reason we don't think Billy Turner is going to be out that long, but if for some reason he is, is there any possibility that we have a little bit of competition between Dennis Kelly and, and Yash Nyman at right tackle? Or would you just roll with Dennis Kelly, given the performance that he's given? We know how well Yash has played at left right. tackle. Um, so I don't know if they would tinker with moving someone from the left to right side. I know they want to get their best guys out there. Uh, but Dennis Kelly's played pretty darn good football in his own right as well. Yeah, this might surprise you, Wags, because you know how big of a fan of Yash I am. Um, but I actually stick with Dennis over on the right side. I think he's been playing really, really good football, as you mentioned. Uh, there's been no reason to move him, I guess, is is the the where I'm at. He's got more experience on the right side than Yash does. From 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 my memory books, I mean, Yash has almost always been the left tackle. For this this team, um, and I, I just I think it, the, the stakes are that high. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it to a certain degree. And um, you know you're not sure how how well David's going to hold up. I mean, hopefully he holds up that whole game and he's great and everything's fine and dandy. But if not, I don't want to be shuffling Yash back over. And you know, all of a sudden you're creating problems all across the board. Um, I would just as soon bring in David. He's your all pro left tackle. You keep Dennis Kelly on the right side. I, there's an argument I would make that even when Billy Turner comes back, the way Dennis Kelly's been playing, he's been playing incredible football. Um, that you know you don't you don't move him off of off of that right tackle spot. But in this scenario, I'd want to keep Yash uh, in waiting. And there's you know we'll see how the game shakes out. But I, I would go with Dennis Kelly. I really would and keep him at that right tackle spot because he's just been playing too good a football um, to, to warrant him getting pushed off unless maybe Billy Turner comes back and you go, you know what, we're going to go with our best five guys. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I love Josh too, obviously friend of show. Uh, we uh, were his biggest fans. I think you're right though. Um, I think that's something that you do in the off season, give them some work at right tackle yeah. in the OTAs. If you want them to be your primary swing tackle or backup tackle at both sides. Um, but this isn't really the time I think to be having someone try to switch from the left to the right side. Uh, and for whatever it's worth, Sometimes it's not worth upsetting the the, the room uh, because of the performance that Dennis Kelly's given. And as a veteran, it's sort of just kind of keep things status quo there is, is not the worst idea either. So I couldn't agree with you more. So that's really interesting. I do want to dive into one tidbit of what you just said, though, not to get too hung up on this, because I, I think we'll kind of move forward. But do you think there's a possibility that if Billy Turner comes back, Dennis Kelly could still be at right tackle and perhaps Billy Turner shifts back inside to one of those guard positions. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what, what a problem to have, right? I, I don't know because if you do that, I mean, I assume you're moving Royce Newman off of guard. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the way you go. Cause John Runny juniors played, I think probably more steady, as the year has improved. And I think Royce Newman long-term is projecting to be the starting guard for the Packers, which is so wild to say, but I, I think that's probably what we do is Billy Turner slots in at one guard spot, John running at the other potentially. And you keep Dennis Kelly out there. And that's wild to think about even six weeks ago to think Dennis Kelly would become the starting right tackle, even with Billy Turner back. But maybe that's a possibility here at this point. Well, I mean, just think about where, 
without Elton Jenkins, who you could argue is our best run blocking offensive Definitely. lineman. Yeah. Um, and he's not coming back, but the way that Dennis Kelly has blocked in his pass protection has been much better than I expected. He's always been a strong run blocker. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, and Royce Newman's been getting better and better as the better season's gone along. He was a little inconsistent for the first half of the season, uh, but he's a rookie and he's been getting better and better. Uh, it's an interesting thing to think about um, if they do decide to put Josh Myers back in as starting center and Billy Turner's at right guard. And then we've got Dennis Kelly at right tackle. Um, and oh, by the way, David Bakhtiari back on the left side. Right. That's like a mauling offensive line. With And, and I, I don't mean that with any disrespect to what no. the guys that have been in there have done. But we would just, it's hard not to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy. Like that's, that's an upgrade there. Again, no disrespect to the guys out no. there. <laughs> but, I mean, Wags, we're talking eight or nine deep right now. The Packers have offensive linemen that could be starting for most of the teams in the league. Like yeah, real time. That, just, that's not hyperbole. Right. And just, and you can't replace experience and what, uh, Billy Turner and David Bakhtiari and Dennis Kelly bring, uh, from an experience standpoint. And, um, and Lucas Patrick, you know, we loved Lucas Patrick, but hard nosed football player, but he doesn't have the size and athletic ability that a Josh Myers has at the center position. So anyway, it's an interesting, uh, problem. Uh, that's probably my number one Packers people problem that I I'd say we have, uh, with the development this week. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, um, we get a little bit of a read on what the coaches are thinking, uh, this weekend, even if we just get a couple of series from some of those guys. Yeah. I think we'll Dave. keep an eye totally separate from the offensive line, but just going back to the Rodgers thing, Kurt Benkert, I'm wondering if he was up this week. If he's up, that'll be a good tip that Aaron's playing like two series. <laughs> so just to keep, keep an eye on that, you know, because once Aaron's out, they're not planning on bringing him back in. So right. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kurt up uh, just as, you know, as the kind of the de facto number two this week to Jordan Love. Sure. Dane, is it a dangerous or good question to ask, um, what would you like to see from Jordan Love this week? Mm. Um, I'd like to see him play at a strong pace. I, I'm not going to um, throw numbers out there, I don't think. I'd like to see him look like he has a little bit, um, just a, a good control of the game, have a good control, a good rhythm. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're scoring touchdowns every time, but um you know, going through his progressions, looking comfortable in the pocket, looking like he has good command of the huddle, looking like he's just comfortable on the field with his guys. Um, I think that that that's mostly what I'm going to be looking for. Uh, I'll be curious to see if uh, at the line, uh, if he's um, if, if he's able to do any audible uh, or if he's kind of just running straight plays. Um, I think that um, one of the things coming out of college that some people had questions on with Jordan was his ability to um, decipher defenses at the line of scrimmage and thought that that was something that he might need to work on. So I'd like to see as the season progresses, uh, if he's got, you know, if that's looking a little bit more comfortable or in his comfort zone. Uh, And then I just want to see him go out there and sling the football legs. Uh, I think he's got a big arm. Uh, He's got a strong arm. You can see it it comes out of his hand quick. So I'd like to see Jordan back there, not, you know, thinking, 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 but once that ball snapped, I want to see him let it rip. 
and, and, you know, use his legs, do whatever he needs to do to just keep that ball moving forward and getting first downs. And I think he's capable of doing that. But uh, big picture, broadly, I want to see Jordan just look like he's in command of this offense, the best that a second year player can have that command, just trusting the guys around them. And then from there, making the throws that are there and just taking what the defense is going to give him. I'm curious, the same question to you though. What are you hoping to see from Jay, uh, from Jay Love this week? Yeah, I really don't have anything to add. Sum it up. I think you kind of hit on really all the key points that I'd be looking for. Um, you know, we, we, what I do want to do is swing a little bit over. We said we weren't going to talk much about this game and we're not really necessarily talking about this game specifically Mm -hmm. um, so far as much as just what the big picture looks like for this team. Uh, But um, defensively, there's not really a whole lot, I guess I'd look for in terms of the milestone for your starters out there. But uh, I guess one thing that I would like to see is for however long our, primary defensive guys are out there, you know, your Kenny Clark, your Devondre Campbell, um, you know, some of our veterans, Adrian Amos, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, in the secondary is how well do we play against the run uh, mm-hmm. in those first few series for when they're out there? Was last week a mirage or can we build on that? Our, is our run defense a sev or did we get things corrected? Was it just a one week thing or mm-hmm. um, can we go into Detroit who, you know, for all their flaws, doesn't have the worst running offense yeah. in, in the league. So, um, so that, I think that's a milestone that I'm be looking for um, from the defense. And then offensively for me, um, it is how do we perform in that first series? Do we go out and can we get a touchdown in our mm-hmm. first offensive series for one? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, you know, are we, I'm not necessarily looking for us to, you know, the balance because that's really more of a, in terms of the run pass. Um, I wouldn't mind if we just slung the ball, you know, six, seven times and ran the ball once or twice yeah. <laughs> in what, in each series that the starters are out there. Let's just kind of get some passing rhythm. I think that's really more what you're looking for from the offense. Um, Perhaps you get a few run plays, depending on how many of these offensive linemen do end up suiting up and playing uh, just to, to see if they can crack some crack some uh, pads a little bit and, and uh, get a little bit of movement that way as well. But um, and then as far as Jordan Love, let's just see a good performance for him. I mean, um, I, I think it was uneven in his opportunity against the Chiefs, but gosh, this is the last chance we may have to see Jordan Love before the offseason. And what a luxury that is that we can do it uh, with the stakes so low as they are. Yeah, it's it's spot on, Wags. And then special teams, I want to see Mason kick a couple field goals. Not going to lie. Uh, just he, he looked good last week, even with the bobbled snap. 52-yarder um, on second down? Oh, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we're, we're kicking field goals all game. Uh, that's all we're doing. Um, no, I'd like to see Mace get out there now and swing the leg a little bit. I'm not going to lie and just keep keep um, getting back on rhythm the way it seems to have been able to do that. Um, but nothing else to add on that front, Wags. I mean, you know, uh, we'll look at individual guys. We're going to see some young guys out there. Mari Rogers might get some snaps on offense, which I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, I like Amari. I, I want to see him get out there uh, in, in kind of that slot role a little bit more. And like I mentioned, Patrick Taylor, I'd like to see him get some carries as well, because I just think that we're going to probably limit A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones touches because it doesn't make sense to give them the ball all that much. You want to see what Patrick can do. 
Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Dane, I think we'll kind of continue talking big picture here. Maybe we'll take a look at where we stand against the rest of the most likely NFC playoff field. But before we do that, let's take a quick break, talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports batting partner of the NFL. And, Dana, week 18, you mentioned earlier, it's hard to rely on any of your key guys when you're talking about – daily fantasy in terms of fantasy playoffs, depending on what your league settings are. Uh, So I am curious, uh, you've been keeping your wife, Andrea's uh, picks updated with us all season long. What is her strategy coming into this week? I I don't know. I don't know if she knows yet. I, I think that she's going to be looking at the screen Sunday and making some determinations then. Um, I am lobbying for her to take J-Love and just saying, just have some fun out there, just like Jordan's going to do on Sunday and let it mm-hmm. sling. Um, she actually mentioned Tim Boyle as a possibility, the former Packer who could be starting against the Packers on Sunday. I told her, I didn't know if she was trading. I didn't know if she was like the genius for maybe thinking that. So we'll see what she does. But I'll tell you what, Wags, I say it every week, uh, but she loves using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's something that we hear about. Uh, People love this offer. Uh, You just need to use promo code TP. PN. Um, she's been doing it all year long. She's been winning more often than she's been losing. She's up on the year. She's um, very um, confident in her abilities at this point. She doesn't take my advice anymore because she's better at fantasy football than me. Uh, but it's all because of DraftKings Sportsbook. Use TPPN as a promo code and start winning today. All right. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Dane, I think... I don't know that we're even going to bother doing a um, X factor picks or score prediction for this game, because frankly, we could uh, really care less about Detroit and what they're doing. So um, it's just kind of one of those glorified preseason game as far as the actual outcome is concerned. Uh, But uh, what I thought we could talk about for a few minutes here before we sign off this week is just taking a look at where, the team stands overall when you look at the rest of the teams that are in this NFC playoff picture. Now, granted, we don't have any idea who we're going to play in the first round, uh, but most of the teams that are going to be in this field have locked up spots for the most part, or we have a pretty good idea of what's likely to happen. Um, So when you look at the landscape, are there any concerns that you have in terms of how this team might match up against certain opponents in this NFC side, or is there anything that you're really going to be watching as you perhaps watch some of these other teams over the next couple of weeks? Yeah. I mean, I'll be curious to see um, that first round of the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'll be, I'll be curious to see it. I, one thing that 
um, I think does play into the Packers' favor is there seems to be a fair number of warm weather teams. And this is a debate you and I have had uh, in the past, uh, but, you know, how much does the cold weather impact teams? Um, remains to be seen, but I'll tell you what, I know the Packers will be able to practice outside in some cold weather leading up to the uh, whatever, whoever they end up facing. And I don't care if it ends up being Dallas or Tampa Bay or whoever else, um, that is a leg up this time. I really think that it is. Um, and I think that the, this Packer team has a different makeup uh, this year. Um, you and I were talking offline. You made a good point. A lot of the teams that are uh, potential matchups against the Packers uh, going forward, get it done through the air. And that is a place where I think the Packers have a lot of strength right now, especially if Jair Alexander comes back. Uh, I think I said it last week, but uh, I don't care who you are. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, Shandon Sullivan. If that's your top four going into playoff games, I like our chances taking on the number one receiver for teams the number two receiver for teams and all the way down. Most teams, you start to find mismatches when you get to that three receiver, or, you know, you can find those mismatches. If we've got all four of those guys out there, I really, really like our odds. These are all battle-tested guys um, that have been able to get after it. Eric Stokes has just ascended. Razul Douglas having a career year. Jair's Jair. Shannon Sullivan, Shannon Sullivan. You know, these are our guys. And then not to mention Savage and Amos on the back end that allow for these guys to freelance and do what they do. So um, without getting the specifics of teams, I'll just say that any team that's coming into Lambeau in the cold weather better try to get a running game established. And they might not have a good chance if the Packers play like they just played against the Vikings. Because if they have to start airmailing it, the way Rashawn's been playing, Preston Smith, if Big Z somehow makes an appearance at the most critical time in our year, we're going to be coming after the quarterback and they're going to have to get the ball out quick against the best DB group, I think, in the league. Yeah, and if you look at, not that the seedings are going to be locked in the way they are now, uh, the two best running teams, if the playoffs started today, are the six and seventeen seven seed in the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, they may have already been knocked out of the playoffs yeah. by the time the divisional round rolls around. Um, so you're absolutely right. And, and Dane, um, I was telling you before we started that this Packer pass defense, for as much as we concern ourselves with the rush defense this pass defense without Jair Alexander for most of the season is a top five pass defense in the league and what's crazy thing is is that we're tied for second to last in most 40 plus yard pass plays in the league and we're still top five so as long as this defense isn't giving up big plays they're just nasty to try to get the ball, um, you know, moving in, in terms of, you know, yards per attempt, in terms of p- p- completion percentage, in terms of takeaways. Uh, this secondary gets after it. So that is, yeah, I, I think that bodes well for us. And then the other point you make, I couldn't have said any better. Um, we like to tease each other about the cold weather debate, but that's a reality, especially if you've got, primarily passing offenses coming to Lambeau. I think Aaron Rodgers has the cold weather throwing thing down to an art form. And I just don't know that some of these other guys uh, really know how to do that. Not saying that they're still not going to be able to be effective at times, but you just don't really know um, some of the, you know, things that can affect the football that uh, Aaron's experience is going to give him the leg up on Uh, that NFC champ game against the Buccaneers last year was played 
with what, like 10,000 fans in the stands. Right. And it was like 38 degrees out. So mm-hmm. uh, it was not a normal January playoff atmosphere uh, in Green Bay last year. And I'm not blaming that for the fact that the Bucks won, but it certainly didn't hurt them that it wasn't as cold and we didn't have all of those fans there. So, yeah, um, yeah it's uh, having home field, the weather, and uh, kind of just how these teams are built, I think uh, really puts us in a very, very strong position. Um, Dane, I, I think just one other thing I wanted to ask about is um, just looking at this playoff picture as a whole. Um, is there anyone that you'd like to see? in terms of an intriguing matchup, not necessarily, oh, I want to call them out. I want to, this is a team that I think of it. Yes, it's who you feel good against, but um, doesn't that potential mashup against the Dallas Cowboys look pretty darn saucy uh, for a divisional round game? I, I've just got to say, I mean, if they slot in at the four seed, win their game in the wild card round, and uh, it, it holds... Um, that the top four top seeds win in that uh, wild card round. Uh, Dallas and Mike McCarthy coming to Green Bay uh, for a divisional round playoff game sounds pretty pretty good to me. My, I, I got to be honest, Wags. As we're talking, my palms are starting to sweat like the game's <laughs> about to start. Um, I don't feel good about anybody, but I feel great about this team, uh, our team. Uh, I just I get very, very nervous thinking about any any team that we've talked about. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's St. Francis, Pop Warner football. I'll probably get a little <laughs> bit nervous just because, you know, we've been through this so many times together over the years. Um, but I will say this. I think that this team, this Packers team, um, more than any team we've probably ever, that I can say, that I've watched, um, if they stay out of their own way and play the kind of football that they, we know that they can play, sky's the limit. I really think that. Um, But to completely not answer your question, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know uh, about who's coming in. I'm nervous about everybody, but I want the Packers to come out hot. I want them to figure out their first quarter issues. I want special teams to get cleaned up and I want to go play Green Bay Packer football because I think that we have the best roster in the league. I think we have the best coach in the league and I just want to get it done two Sundays, three Sundays from now. So what you're saying is you're cheering for the Rams to beat the Cowboys if they play each other in the wild card game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just, just kidding. Bring them on, Rags. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I, what are we doing here if we don't prognosticate? But I, I know I hear you. Um, all right. Well, um, I, I think that kind of exhausts that discussion then. I, I just have to pop this up. John, yeah, thanks so much it, for following along. Uh, this comment is both great because of the score prediction. He says, then I'll make a score prediction, 28 to nothing. A little salty there, John. Uh, so I don't know, Dana, do you, do you think we uh, we owe everyone a score yeah. prediction for Let, this week? Do, I, I'm not sure. Let's do it, Wags. Uh, I'll just pop one off right now. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers win. Uh, and I think that they, uh, I think Jordan Love gets in the second half. I think Jordan Love gets in probably partway through the second quarter, in fact. And uh, let's have the Packers at 27, Detroit Lions at 24. Uh, it's a close game. It's actually pretty fun to watch. We're going to watch some of the young guys play ball. Uh, but Jay Love's going to light it up a little bit. And we're going to be talking about how good Jordan Love looks, uh, you know, going forward as well. Uh, but he's going to have a good game. 
All right, fine. I'm going to go 20 to 17 Packers. I Love think it. they keep I think they keep everything pretty vanilla. I'm hoping the starting offense goes and throws a couple touchdowns or, you know, a touchdown and field goal up and um you know, I think Jordan Love can still have a solid game, but I don't think they're going to really show anything. So, um it's going to be kind of maybe they're up 20 to seven or something and in Detroit scores 10 points in the fourth quarter. All right. I, so I'm just going to keep that out there. All right. You happy now, John? I hope you're happy. <laughs> All right. So Dane, anything else that you want to hit on before we uh, close out this episode? No, not today. I, I think that uh, looking forward to, you know, this one getting wrapped up and, uh, uh, eager for the playoffs. We've been waiting all year for this. It was not a sure thing that this season would unfold the way that it has. Here we are. Uh, let's get through this game healthy on Sunday. And then let's start talking playoff football, know who we've got, start breaking it down and doing the stuff that we love to do, talking about meaningful uh, Packer games in January. For sure. Uh, and uh, judging by your nervousness already, I, I think that's going to be quite an exciting discussion, but <laughs> that's what it's all about here, folks. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll kind of try to keep it a little shorter for once and short for us is 40 minutes. So <laughs> thanks so much for joining. And as always, be go legendary go. and go Pack Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.